0: Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Elliott, and I'm joined this week by Mike Munsrider and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. Carbonite to talk about grip tape. But first, the reestablished Globe Shoes Company. With Austin Gillette leading the charge, Globe is attempting to reestablish itself. Jason, as our resident brand narrative expert, is this going to work?
1: Well, here's the thing. It's real easy to go from cool to generic, like your elements, your world industries. It's super hard to go from generic to cool. The only companies that I can, or brands that I can think of that did it are Gravis and Nike. So you take Nike, they pretty much did did it with a combination of a team and product that was so good, it was just undeniable. But they had like the the R&D and the design heritage to back it up. You know what I mean? Gravis, yeah, Gravis, they had well first of all dylan dylan was so charismatic that anything he was associated with was automatically cool number one number two they came out with one of the best video parts ever like right out the gate that dylan period part right and that first dylan shoe like the dress shoe one like people people don't even use this term that much because it's kind of like a joke but like disrupted the skate shoe game like it came out they had that one ad he's wearing like leather pants like smoking or something as well I was like damn dude like who the fuck is this guy you know so those are a couple examples yeah globe what do they have to draw there's like the the opinion video which is awesome it has some of the best like guy mariano lifestyle footage ever uh like the chet thomas they still make the chet thomas i was psyched to see damn when i was looking at their website getting ready for this episode so, and look at the team, like Austin is a genius, obviously, but like the other dudes are good, like Aaron Kim, Al- Apple Yards in his Twilight years. So, you know, there are some clips of him in the new video. The other two kids are good, but they need like one more X factor. I think either like someone on the team with the whole lot of juice or just product that's so good that it's undeniable, I think, to really like stand out in the current shoe landscape.
0: Well, word on the street is there's an Austin uh, pro shoe in the works. So that could be the X-Factor shoe. But I agree, like there needs to be another, another heavy hitter on the team. Who's that dude that looks like Neil Blender?
2: <laughs> he was in that video
0: that came out this week. Sammy Matano?
2: Is that who? Yeah, must be.
0: Apologies for butchering your last name, Sammy. Uh, that was just off dome. I have, I'm not even reading it.
2: Yeah, it was absolutely like, whoa, Neil Blender? No.
1: I thought it was I thought it was Sammy Winter. Remember that guy? Didn't he used to be on Globe? He was a
2: Gravis guy.
1: Oh, Gravis! Yeah, he was yeah, a Gravis yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. There yeah, was a, there was that
2: uh, Steve Purdue maybe on Gravis Steve too. Perdue. That like dudes who only existed on Gravis. I think Sammy Winter only had shirtless footy.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was one of he was one of those guys. Oh yeah, I, I was getting confused with Sammy Sammy Montano, Sammy Montana, Globe, Sammy Winter, Gravis. Yeah, the globe.
2: Oh, I, I I don't even want to think about how now I'm gonna mix up globe and gravis. Now that it's like uh, seated oh, yeah, in my brain, I, I I think like Austin Gillette's interesting in this situation just because I don't really tie him to any one brand except maybe his clothing company mentally. Like he's enough of a free agent, maybe to I don't know, not be weighted down by you know previous sponsors or whatever. 'Cause Yeah, that's a good Vegas, point. Was, like
0: I, I was talking to somebody and I, I was saying like he looks best in anonymous shoes. Like he mm-hmm. just looked weird in Vans, I think. Mm-hmm. And he would look super weird in Adidas with the big three stripes and super weird in Nikes with a big check on the side. So I I think the globes look good on him because you don't really notice them.
2: Yeah, and like Globe is kind of I think we'd all agree, maybe like a brand beyond the Chet Thomas shoe. Like it's kind of a brand without an identity. And so maybe, aside from, I think, I I really associate Austin Gillette with, like, Southern California. I think that's, like, a heavy vibe that he has. But beyond that, like, it's a blank canvas. They can kind of do whatever they want to try to do.
0: Yeah, I do think that it's kind of a blank canvas. I think that they have some shoes that look pretty good. You know, like, I went on their website and they have, like, 50-something different options for shoes. You know, a lot of those are different colors, but still, it's a wide range and there's definitely some skatable stuff in there, like stuff that looks like old Huff classics, so uh, I think, yeah I think there's there's things to work with there that can look pretty cool. Mike, do you think that like they can pull it off like like what what do you got to do to make to make this stuff cool because I, I think the product is like good enough, probably I mean I've got zero baseline for how you
2: know a globe shoe actually feels when you're holding it in your hand. You know, I, I, I will say that Familia just stopped the, um I wrote down the the Dover, so that Chelsea boot-looking model. Like, Familia's never stocked Globe in, I don't know, 15 years of being a shop. And all of a sudden, they grabbed it because Austin Gillette put out a shoe that looked, that, I'll say, it, yeah, it looks cool. It's kind of a, it's a riff on that Nike, Janowski, Chelsea boot you were spot on Templeton with calling out like some of the other shoes look like Huff models of the past. There's some bands vibes in there. Like, I think it's just a matter of the initial run is kind of interesting. I have, again, I have like no idea what globe quality is like. So it'd be hard for me to, you know, switch up and try them out, but I don't see why, you know, more fickle, younger people wouldn't give it a
0: look. Jason, what do you think it's going to take to get those fickle, younger people to, Put their shoes in some globes instead of Adidas or Nike.
1: Well, yeah, there was an interview that a uh, friend of the pod, Farron Golding, did in the book, Please Don't Forget This. And the most memorable thing Austin had, like basically he talks about doing like a 15 page pitch deck. What is a pitch deck, by the way? Is it like a, it's a like PowerPoint? PowerPoint presentation? PowerPoint, yeah. Or, I mean, it's a, a tighter Slides. way to say it. Yeah, or, or a Google Slides presentation. But anyway. The most memorable thing from that interview, he's like, Well, you gotta get it in the shop so kids will see it. And that's, you know, pretty much the bottom line. Like some kid somewhere is gonna, you know, be like, Fuck it, I'll get these Chelsea boot shoes, like I gotta go to brunch after skating or whatever. You know? <laughs> and people are gonna be like, Oh, what is this shit? And you know, that's kinda how it starts, I guess. So if they're in Familia, you know, Familia is a solid shop with a super solid reputation. So that's a good starting point. But yeah, either like Someone on the team needs to have a lot of juice or just the product needs to be undeniably good. Like with Gravis, they, they had that crazy Dylan shoe, but they, a lot of people wearing like the Dylan slip-ons. Those were huge. Like those, that one shoe that looked like the Vans era. You know what I mean? That's They're the bold. one
0: that I saw. And I had a friend who was getting hooked up and yeah. he was wearing those a lot. And I was like, oh, those are pretty cool. Like I, maybe, I'll try, maybe I'll try some of those. And then like very shortly after that, they pulled the plug. And I was like, damn, they're just just starting to crack, crack in to be, like, cool. And they, yeah. they just didn't give them enough time.
1: I mean, if I recall correctly, I think their Vulks had a reputation for being good Vulcanized shoes. No, that was just starting to kind of bubble up a little bit.
2: I, I mean, I worked at Familia, and for a long time, there were Gravis in the shop, and they kind of sat on the walls. And then they started picking up some uh, momentum and I think it was based on they were good shoes. And they also kind of hit a, uh, a, a, like a silhouette that wasn't out there. They had a Volk, but it was a less chunky Volk. It was like a flatter profile, flatter silhouette of a shoe. And it, it definitely played off that Dylan, which had, you know, a look all its own. But like there was an Arto shoe that I think maybe you were referencing Templeton or another team shoe that, yeah, definitely looked like an Era but it was more it was like wider but slimmer. I mean, I sold a lot of those shoes for, you know, a couple a year or two there before it went under and you know, there were definitely diehards there and when I look at the, you know, the Austin Gillette Globe inspired line, like I'm seeing similarities that I'm seeing kind of maybe something that's not like a niche in a shoe market that's not really being hit right now. Also kind of looking at Huff Shoes, sold a lot of those in my skate shop bays too. And, you know, they had, they had silhouettes that just aren't out there right now. So there could be legs. It's going to be getting them in the shops. And I think that Austin Gillette, what is his juice level right now? It's hard to say, you know. I mean, I don't associate him with any brands. I don't know what Johnny on the spot 17-year-old and his big boys <laughs> thinks of him either, you know. Like it's a gambit, but if they got, you know couple more cool guys on the team that could be the trick
0: i think that's a really good point like is austin the guy to do this i think he i think he's got like the creative energy and like he's certainly got ideas and like he's got like a leading man kind of quality but i don't know like you know i'm 42 years old i don't i definitely don't have my ears to the street like is it are the kids feeling it
2: i want to add he's still so good He's been good for such a silly long time. Like, Quicksilver edits from 2006 or something, and he's still that good.
1: Yeah, like, in in this video, those lines he did at that spot with the two ledges, those are incredible. Like, he definitely still has it skate-wise, but, like, you're talking about, like, his youth level with the kids or whatever, like, someone like me, you remember him from the Habitat Origin video.
2: Oh, that was so good.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty fucking underrated video in general, like, but that was how, when did that come? Like 2010,
2: 2009. Yeah. It's 29. It's been a while.
1: Yeah. It's been a while. So like the, the kids who are, you know, quote unquote kids, like whatever, 15 to 23 year olds, they, they don't know from how it's how Origin. It and they, they don't even know, probably don't even know from Austin. Jedi. It's probably just like, you know, some old dude who's good or whatever. Who's but he's still 32.
2: Old.
1: Yeah. So wears Taipan. So,
0: but he's had a good, a- pretty good output, you know? He's had a few of those videos for former, and then he put out this thing just, just recently, which you know, it it felt like it was billed as a video part, but it, it felt not quite there, you know? It was like, the, the rest of the team was in there doing some, some lifting. Austin, for sure, was like the headliner and did most of the skating, but it, it didn't feel like a full, like, this is a video part to me. Right.
2: Yeah, he hasn't put out anything that's like uh, actual unified video part for a little bit. That said, he's 30. I just looked it up. 30 years old, according to the border. So, you know, you could have really high output for another decade or so. Damn, you think so? I mean, he's, he's, it, this is a weird skater thing. And maybe this is the mental, mental gymnastics of a short skater, <laughs> middle aged skater. But like that, that lankier kind of shit, lighter on the board thing. Maybe there's some
0: longevity built in there. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's not one who's, like, necessarily super abused his body with, like, big gaps or something. So, he, you know, he could do pretzel grinds, you know, a decade on, for sure.
1: Yeah, Mike, you mentioned a while ago you associate him with Southern California, like, especially with these last few videos, like, for former or whatever, I'm mainly associated mm-hmm. with, like, international stuff.
2: Yeah, like, maybe it's just the gear, but I, I can see what you're saying, like, yeah, like obscure Italian cities too, where he's skating.
1: Yeah, and and that one, that one spot in London where there's like some like electrical box ledge at the top of like some marble bank, like you know that spot, you know shit like that.
2: Maybe my SoCal thing is all wrapped up in that uh, Robert Brink Playboy interview with Austin <laughs> Gillette from a couple of years ago that I will not not say it wasn't ridiculous but i don't know the, like that was that might be the germ of the socal was that
1: was that before or after playboy stopped like having nudity Then they
2: only seen it online so there i, I, I can't d- speak
1: the, the articles are still good i hear the article i mean i was so-
2: only reading it for the skateboard article yeah it was really yeah <laughs> yeah it was right right when former came out that that playboy interview so i'm sure it'll be in the show notes it will. Hopefully, ho- hopefully, hopefully your office, you know, web blocker got the got the memo that there's no. Maybe th- maybe there are boobs in Playboy. Maybe they switch back. I don't know.
0: Well, everybody's working from home, so it should be true.
2: true. Just go
0: incognito, people.
2: <laughs>
1: Inco- bro- incognito mode.
2: <laughs> incognito cool. for Playboy.com.
0: No risks. No unneeded risks. Speaking of risks, do you think this move to Globe is a risk for Austin, Jason? No, the the opposite. It's a check. Yeah,
1: it's a consistent check. So I reckon that's you know probably why he did it because like, what are your other options? Like van, vans, flow, getting vans, boxes, getting Nike boxes or whatever.
2: Well, and with so many of those companies, you can go ride for them, get a check, get the shoes, maybe some visibility. But with this, it seems like he's got some creative license and he absolutely seems like a dude who would value that as much as all the material from it. So do it, man. It seems like be a tough opportunity to turn down
0: yeah it seems like a smart move for austin i mean from uh reports from listeners globe pays very well
2: mark appleyard
0: yes like I, i don't think austin's leaving much money on the table by going to globe over like a nike or adidas which i don't think you know those guys are even offering so it's fine and he gets to make some cool shit and like be the head honcho so that's that's got a lot of value too.
1: Yeah, I think based on some rudimentary research before this podcast, I think Globe it does most of their business like in the surf realm.
0: Yeah, it seems like they're more of a surf brand and have a lot more respect in the surf world.
2: And then don't that do they still own Dwindle or am I completely outdated? It's not even Dwindle anymore, is it?
0: Man, I don't know. Couldn't t- Yeah, I'm-, I'm outdated on that info too.
2: Yeah. Let's I mean, it's yes. a large company.
0: Correct.
1: I should know that, actually, being the world industries guy. I'm ashamed that I don't know the current corporate status of Dwindle, a.k.a. World Industries. I think, I think they own like the wood shop in China, so maybe. Okay, I think that was something I read in my uh, rudimentary internet research leading up to this podcast. So maybe they might still own World, Dwindle, like thank you corporation, whatever they're called now.
0: Well, speaking of factories in China, there's one more grip tape company out there. Skateboarding has a penchant for branding commodity products to great effect. The latest branding effort comes from Pepper Grip Tape out of the Uma Ace Warehouse. They claim to have an exclusive formula for optimal grip and offer an actual improvement of extra width and length over your standard grip tape sheets. Mike, let's talk grip. How do you ride yours? How
2: do I ride mine? So I'm a, I'm a Jessup par- partisan. Always got to be Jessup. Um, put it on, cover all the edges. First you file it, then you cut it with a razor blade from the bottom. Then you file again to get off like the, it, it's less than an eight, eighth of an inch. It's like a sixteenth of an inch that you can file off after you do the cutting. Mm-hmm. And then I go from back truck. I'm regular footed. So back truck, lower left-hand side bolt hole you scrape a line down to the uh again i'm right or excuse me regular footed so you go down to the heel edge of the board and scrape a line in the grip tape and that's how i do it and um for a while there i thought i was a cool guy by like like sanding down the grip itself to make the jess less grippy but that was stupid so i don't do that anymore
0: damn well i i file my grip tape down are you saying i'm stupid mike Oh, no, no. Wait, wait. So you
2: take, you take like the, oh, I forgot a step in my process. All right, let's hear it. I use the grip tape to then sand the edge of the grip after it's been filed off just to make it extra proper. But so you're, you're like, you're sanding the grip itself, Templeton.
0: Yeah, I take a grip scrap and just scrape over the entire gripped board to just take the edge off.
2: Okay. I don't think you're stupid.
0: I only (laughs) thought I
2: was stupid in that matter. Thank just you just alienated 22%
0: of our listenership and my host. Damn. <laughs> no, no seen, I don't feel alienated. What about you, Jason? What's your uh, grip tape ritual?
1: Well, first of all, I have seen people do the, the sanding with the scrap of grip. I, I assume that's to make it less sticky or to, like, uh, minimize or mitigate damage to your shoes. Is that the thought process there?
0: Yeah, I feel like the new board is just, like, too grippy and, like, fucks up the flick. You know, it's like, oh shit, I, don't, I can't do a kickflip because the shit's too grippy.
2: Yeah, and so they take the edge off. Like, yeah, diminishes like, the shock sticky. of the new board and grip tape. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty like straightforward with the grip tape. Yeah, you just slap it on, file the edges with a screwdriver or something like that, or your reflex tool, and <laughs> make uh, four notches, two at the tail. Oh,
2: I forgot. It. That's key.
1: You, you do the four notch thing as well at the, oh, two yeah. the yeah yeah, and then you cut off the sides first, no wait, you cut off the nose and tail first, then you do the sides it's, then it's easier. don't do any like filing or sanding after that, and you take a bolt and like poke the holes from the bottom so it's easier to poke the holes with your allen key or whatever. if you don't use the Allen key, I don't know what the fuck you do, but yeah after I don't do any like lines to distinguish
2: front or back. I just use a, a, a colored bolt in the upper left. Could, could you tell listeners why the uh, slits in the grip are, are crucial? I don't know. That's
1: just always how I learned. I just like, uh, cause it makes it easier because you do like the two curved cuts and then the two straight cuts. I don't know. Is there another reason or?
2: Yeah. It's basically in my mind, it's just like an entry point to get in and cut the sides. And yeah. then it also helps like sometimes if you are cutting and you don't have those, Sometimes as you go, like, from the curvature of the nose to the flat, like, the grip
0: can bow up off the board, I feel like. Yeah, I've always thought those notches were to help, like, that transition from the flat side into the curve. Like, where it goes to the nose or tail, like, the concave does weird things. So it's just easier to get through if there's a notch. But I don't do the notch. I can get that razor around, no problem. Do we want new razor or old razor? Or medium razor?
2: I mean, the new rustiest razor, razor blade
0: you got.
1: Yeah,
2: I okay, actually Hold on, have. guys.
0: <laughs> hold on, guys. One at a time. Okay, Jason, you go.
1: The rustiest, the oldest, rustiest razor blade you got.
0: Yeah, I, that's how I do it. I mean, a new razor is all, always nice, but the one that's in my toolkit is just like the one that I've used for literally years, and it's just still going. So I'm still using it. And maybe, maybe my cuts are a little rough because I'm using that blade, but whatever.
1: Yeah, like I always felt weird going to Home Depot and buying like just a bunch of razor blades. Like, yeah, you know, I'm <laughs> doing a doing a project here, you know, getting a bunch of razor blades and a bunch of like giant black garbage bags. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn. I feel like I always yeah. just stumble like happen upon razor blades somehow. Like I've never bought them. They just like, you know, the pack of black magic comes with like one razor blade or something and like I don't know, they just end up in my possession, Mike. How's your how's your blade? Vintage or new? Um. See, I always
2: liked a broken-in razor blade, not an old one, not a new one, because the new ones will catch the board. Hmm. Uh, like you'll take little chunks out of the board if you're not yeah super I've done, careful. I've,
1: I've done that. Definitely done that before.
2: And I think I do prefer like the 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 proper like wrap with a razor under your tongue, like <laughs> rectangle ones. <laughs> As opposed to you know the box cutter, kind of what is that? Not hexagonal, but polygonal. The rhombus. Sure. I don't think it's a rhombus. The rhombus. No, no, you're right. Yeah, poly. The let's try. Trapezoid. Let's with- Ooh. know. Oh, it's one Trapezoid right? polygon. No, no, geometrists on this on this call, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm trying. I, yeah, square razor got to be a little a little broken in, but not too sharp for us- usability's sake. Used my pocket knife once and it was a kind of a newer pocket knife with a black
0: blade and that was whack. I just made the blade not look good and it didn't work that well. Yeah, on the pocket knife you end up getting like a little bit of glue on it. And just, yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. Don't use your pocket knife. So All right. Now, now that our listeners know how to grip a board, uh, <laughs> let's talk about grip tape brands, which I think is Oh my god. Kind of hilarious. You know, it's a it's a commodity product. The, the only way to do it is to ride black grip tape, right? Right. Yes. Uh, well, no, I mean, people, listen, people love the color grip. I mean, but a lot of people are wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of tr- <laughs> So it's funny that there's so many grip tape options out there, you know? Like, why? You
1: got, well, okay. You got Pepper just came out. There, There's that other new grip tape brand, Miles. Mm-hmm. You'll see that. Yeah, they actually have, like,
2: I think theirs is supposed to be perforated. Like so, you don't get bubbles or whatever. Right. So it's like the mob thing, but maybe mob doesn't even put the holes in it anymore. Oh, did, did mob did mob do that too? Like when it first a, came out, that was that board? was the selling point. That was the selling point. Like it was maybe like every every quarter inch there was
0: a little hole in the grip. Yeah, yeah I remember like, that was some groundbreaking shit. But I mean, like really,
1: how often do you get a grip tape bubble?
2: I get it in the same place,
0: which that is totally in, like,
1: fucks
2: you up. The left side of my like. Up on the nose, right at the crease, in the like the sweet spot on the left hand side. If I'm looking at the board,
0: damn, that's the kickflip zone.
1: If you get it, listen. If you get a bubble, you can always a either just like pop it with your razor blade, or b take a wheel or something and like smooth it out like a uh, like a rolling pin. You're making a pizza.
0: Yeah, I've never had much problems with hair bubbles. I think I've had one where like the grip tape like buckled and there was like a weird crease. But you know that's not too bad for like multiple decades of skateboarding.
1: But yeah, there's this new company, Miles. I haven't. Has anyone seen this anywhere in the shop? No. In local Miles, probably like a supply, not
2: scrutinized
1: it. Probably like a supply chain thing. But the team is insane. It's like looking at the page right now: Zarilla, Costin, Grant Taylor, Mike Anderson, Tom Knox. Not Which sure Tom if that's, Knox? Yeah, I know. I'm not sure if that's. I'm going to assume <laughs> that's the UK Tom Knox and not the okay. um, Santa Cruz Tom Knox. Louis Lopez. Uh, Guy Mariano, Corey Kennedy, Abe Mackey, Shane O'Neill, and
0: Aishad. So
2: that's a crazy ass team.
0: Yeah. Interesting is Shad, because I always thought of him as like a Shake Junt guy.
2: Can't remember if I brought it up before. When he was on Shake Junt, because he definitely was, they uh, heard from in house Nike sources that like there was the brand guys were actively trying to discourage him from riding the Shake Junt graphic grip. And I agree with that.
0: 100%.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah. That Good job, sense. brand guys. I think I think the Miles grip is like 10
0: bucks a sheet or something. Damn. I actually looked up a um I, I got an email today from some, you know, Chinese supplier asking if I wanted to make rails, uh, which I don't. <laughs> 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 but it, it got me thinking, oh, I wonder, you know, what like Alibaba has got grip tape uh online for so you can get like some graphic grip. What's the minimum here? Uh like a hundred sheets of graphic grip, and it's a dollar seventy-five a piece.
2: You choose a graphic.
0: Yep. Oh shit. Oh,
2: you can
1: get any graphic for on off of Alibaba.
0: Yeah, like if if we want to start mostly grip, you know, it's <laughs> like, mostly grippable. Wow,
1: my mind my mind is spinning with the uh, <laughs> with the possibilities.
0: Yeah, our our wholesale gripping. cost would be, or our you know, fuck, I don't know, I haven't watched enough Shark Tank, but our costs would be. Dollar seventy five a sheet. So you know, we wholesale it for like three or four bucks, Home and retail, then wholesale. you know, at the shop it's like, five six bucks.
2: Should we just like slide into that like open roofies niche real quick?
0: What yo? That
2: was, I saw
1: that in the notes. What was that like roofies?
2: Roofies was um. It was an NHS brand, and it was mostly like babes, weed leaves, maybe a spark plug, spark plug flames, and it was it must have been 98 to like 2002 maybe and it was weird because it it didn't feel like i remember clear grip at the time that always felt like junk I, again as like a former shop guy my the biggest knock against all the colored grip and a lot of the a lot of the graphic grip was that it, it was thick it was brittle which was weird and it and it just cut weird it didn't sand well like it was a, it was a, it was a pain in the butt if you yeah, had a grip, an like Yeah it's inferior products yeah no it, I mean, that that is my opinion of basically every grip brand except for Jessup in terms of, well, and maybe, I don't know, I haven't done a bunch of Grizzly Grip or any of those sub-sub brands, but um, like Jessup just functions the best.
1: Yeah, Jessup actually has some like history because they make like all types of industrial grip tape type products. Like, you know, like when you're on a submarine, I don't know if you guys ever, well, you, probably, you might not have ever been on a submarine before, but. Like mm-hmm. on a boat, when you like those steps that go from one level to another, they have that like grip tape type shit.
0: Yeah, that's Jessup. They make that shit. Hell
2: yeah! There you so,
0: go. If it's good enough yeah. for the Navy. It's good enough for your fucking yeah. It's good the enough, French if, Navy
1: though. If it's, good, if it's good, enough for the uh, whatever the U.S.S. Nimitz, whatever the fuck.
0: But yeah, I mean,
1: with all the it, they must have really sick margins. Like if all these grip tape companies are popping up, I don't know. There's like there's also classic grip. From uh, who started that? Dustin Charlton, I think. Maybe Charles Rivard.
2: Hold on. Dustin Charlton getting his first no, mention
1: no, on this podcast? No, 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 not Dustin Charlton. I don't know why. I I <laughs> Dustin think it Dolan? Charlton. Not Dustin Dolan. I think Charles Rivard, one of those Canadian guys, started a uh, classic grip. That's uh,
0: Yeah, my assumption is that there's very high margins on grip tape. You know, if you can get a sheet for a dollar seventy five, you know, when you're ordering a hundred, I'm sure if you're ordering like ten thousand sheets you can get it for, you know 50 cents, 25, whatever, like very cheap, high margin, low storage cost. You know, all you got to do is pay for marketing.
1: Funny because everyone, you know, the, the joke is everyone was like, oh, can I get a sheet of grip like for free? Because you think like it's just some fucking sandpaper. Like, you know, like who cares? Just like with books, like why do books cost so much? Like it's just some paper, you know? Right. But it's, that, it's the plan. IP
0: that's on the paper that's yeah cost the money. Same with music on CDs or whatever.
1: But, yeah, but, like, if you go to Home, De- Home Depot, again, if you go to Home Depot or wherever and buy sandpaper, like, it's, you know, it costs money.
0: Yeah,
2: exactly. Speaking of that marketing, what are we calling this new one? Pepper Grip?
0: Pepper. Pepper yeah. Grip. Yeah. Tape.
2: Okay, a little, a little, I don't know, unsure of that name. But so, so like, their selling point is that it's longer and then it's wider than nine inches because that's what, like, the standard Jessup mob grip sheet is. It's nine inches wide. And probably 30, 34 to 35 inches long. So, like, they're just selling bigger grip?
0: Yeah, it looks like uh, the standard is 33.5 and the wide, 33.5 long and 9.5 wide. Oh. So, you're getting, like, you know, half an inch on the width and, like, an inch and a half on the length. So,
2: more grip for your rip. Okay. What
0: else? Perforated and then it's got the G5 exclusive formula for optimal board feel. Okay, G5, that's just
2: like letter and number combo pulled out of uh, the UMA landslide
0: brain trust. I don't know. I mean, you got to imagine they went through four previous formulas that were Uh, suboptimal for board feel. Well, I suppose G is for grip, so it's grip five. Yep. We're decoding this brand narrative right now. Sick.
1: Wait, board feel like what? (laughs)
0: that's a good point that is actually a really good point because that yeah maybe it's thinner so you can feel that wood grain see you guys
2: were talking about writing black magic and I always thought that stuff was crazy because that was like the thickest like it cut well and it laid down well but it was always thick in my mind
0: I feel like I'm like a very not picky gripper I always liked black magic I don't really know why but I'll, you know, I'll settle for pretty much any black grip tape.
1: Yeah, I've, I've recently switched from Black Magic to Jessup just because of whatever. I got it in my head that Black Magic was too sticky and it was like messing with my kickflips or whatever. And I'm very happy, very satisfied with it so far.
2: Yeah, I, I know too much about grip tape, like just having worked in shops for a really long time. At one point, I was, I was claiming that I'd gripped more. It, probably John Muldoon in the Twin Cities gripped more, but I, w- I was claiming at one point, just as a hyperbolic statement, that, yeah, I've gripped more boards than anybody in this city, so I've thought a lot about grip tape. Could have, you you should put have that you in
0: your Twitter, bro- Twitter profile.
1: Maybe I will. <laughs> you, should have, you should have just done that thing where, like, if someone asks you to grip their board, you just, like, give them the grip and a raise and be like, hey, you can go grip it outside. <laughs>
2: uh, so many So many Grom grip jobs and, like... <laughs> Ooh, degrip jobs. That's 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 another topic for another another show. But yeah, mom and her kid come into the shop at like you close at nine. They're in at nine eight fifty eight. You end up taking grip off a of board. It's a sad story. Degrip or regrip? Degrip. Like you don't have you don't have a hairdryer. You're just like oh, you want me to take this old grip tape off this shitty old deck? Oh, okay. And and not like regrip it. No regrip. You'll probably end up regripping it, and at that point, you're putting the grip over the bolts on the board because you just don't, <laughs> you just don't give a shit. Those people are clueless enough to come in at closing time and ask you to do like a Sisyphean act. So yeah. You're did
1: just, in your in your shop days did anyone ever ask for a design cut out of the grip tape? <laughs> Any special requests?
2: They'd ask for rudimentary ones, and I'd be like, I'm terrible at this. I will try. And
0: it would go from there. I mean, it'd usually just be like, cut this logo out. That's a so, big ask. Like, cut the logo out and then drop the grip right where it needs to be. Well, I'd I'd always end up just like, I'd cut the grip and then cut,
2: you know, you cut it sideways. Like, by its width. And then you cut out around that. Like, that custom stuff is just above my pay grade, even today.
1: Oh, you mean like, like the, the top graphic? graphic? yeah. No, i uh, I can never escape. With I mean, like, <laughs> my, yeah, on the, like on my like very first board, yeah, like yeah, like Sims or whatever. But no, that was that was fucked with my head too much. Pretty much any like graphic on the grip tape, like top graphic logo, paint pen drawing, like like fucked with my head too much.
2: I had every now and then, and it's been I don't know, long, long, long time. I do like the it was always catalyst inspired, just spray paint something super large on the on the grip do that or i'd uh, make like a beer box stencil just some dumb thing some phrase i don't even know the last one i did was fork and knife you cut that out like you yeah just make that and then stencil it on a board but yeah the paint pen stuff i don't know i'll see kids on like and i say kids because they're you know younger than me it's a broad range of skaters but see kids like posting their boards on twitter and the grip tape the time put into this grip tape is just uh just mesmerizing it's amazing
0: man but i remember being young and just like wanting to spend time with my board you know like do a fucking like switch all my wheels around or whatever just to like spend time with my skateboard so it doesn't surprise me that people would spend a long long time on their grip but can't be me these days a- Wait, actually,
1: speaking of the um you mentioned like the roofies grip tape with all like the what are heavy metal flash tattoo type graphics, like NS- NA- NHS still has that, like it- I was looking at it and ready for this podcast Oh, it-
2: Okay, they, they yeah. still
1: have all that shit, like flames, like uh naked ladies. I don't know if they're really naked, but you know what I mean? Like spark plugs, like so, yeah, they, they have all the graphic grip tapes and color grips they have that shit locked. they got the,
2: they got the money
1: yeah yeah dude. nhs is like a license to print money
2: oh i mean um it's the grip tape that's just like money just just oh money.
1: yeah probably i wouldn't doubt it
2: now the nhs fun factory man they, they do definitely the fun, print yeah, that the money fun factory. They, yeah they might make a bunch of i mean what do we think a homer simpson grip that goes on a homer <laughs> simpson board <laughs>
0: like, i mean what? maybe you just got it like at that point it's just like just go go for it i guess Actually, no Wait. fuck that, black grip, always. Wait, black Homer grip. Simpson
1: grip? Is that like like, like like the color of his flesh or like a Homer Simpson-like <laughs> graphic? <laughs> there, okay, so they- The <laughs> Simpson, Simpsons flesh
2: color. Simpsons has been licensed by NHS for a minute now and they make all sorts of weird cruisers and there's a Homer Simpson deck, which is Homer Simpson looking straight at the viewer, the skater, let's say, in the form of a skateboard deck and then the grip tape is Homer Simpson looking directly at the skater.
1: Oh, yeah. Like from, yeah, that's what I was uh, visualizing. Yeah, that's, that's wild. I,
0: I would definitely trip out on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not the board you're out filming hammers on. So it, I'm looking at it right now, man. I mean, that, yeah,
2: that it's been out like a decade. They've just been, again, yeah, printing that money and probably turning some of that cash into the inspiration for that graphic grip.
1: Yeah, like, I I never, I, like, just I, probably because I started skating in, like, whatever, early 90s, I always thought boards were, like, disposable, so, like, I always knew I was going to, like, focus it or break it, so I never, like, did any grip tape designs or anything.
2: The only time I really got, like, the only board that comes to mind was, yeah, super early on, I wasn't focusing anything. Strangely enough, it was the Menace board. The only Menace board I had, it was one of those, like, boxer series. Oh, yeah, or... yes, that's the legendary series. Like like the hanging gloves, so I, I cut a bunch of lines into the grip after it was gripped, and a bunch of vertical lines. And vertical lines are pretty much the only thing that's like truly verboten when it comes to grip tape in my mind. Like the vertical line is just weird.
0: I ran a vertical line sometimes, just you know, in my more adventurous years. <laughs> Wait, you mean actually? Speaking of menace, one time I did do grip tape design was
1: when Tim from Bob Shirt, shout out Tim sent me a bunch of these like menace star stencils you know like cardboard stencils and i will just like spray paint them all with some orange spray paint that sounds dope maybe like twice that's 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 the only time only the only graphic that's important enough to put
2: on their grip tape is the menace star
0: there we go i kind of like some spray Ooh. paint on the grip not for me personally I it, but i think it looks good
2: could do some cool negative stencils just spitballing ideas what, yeah, maybe what maybe- of graphic oh go ahead
0: Oh, I was going to say, you can push the the stencil art form pretty far. You know, like Jason Adams was, you know, did some pretty incredible uh, grip tape stencil stuff. Like multi, multi-color, multi-layer. It'll be in the show notes. Oh, it was super hot around here. A guy,
2: you could get like your... There was, there was a guy locally doing like stencil grip. You could get like your ODB, your Bob Marley, your... Name it. Sick. He was doing it. Wait, what's a negative stencil? Oh, just like... You know, have it, You could have the menace star, yeah. where like you you lightly spray around it, and so the, the 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 paint that goes onto the grip just outlines the shape as opposed to the paint being the shape.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could do the knife and fork that way too.
2: Knife and fork. <laughs> knife plus fork. Anything that's like just no go for you. or Is there something like you're watching a video and there's grip tape and you're like. God, I can't stand this shit.
0: I think if if somebody has, like, a serious video part and their grip tape is graphic, that's, like, bad. You know, I'm thinking of, like, Jordan Maxham. Like, I think he ran some, like, tie-dye grip tape, and that's just, like, Oof. harsh. Hard Oof. hard to watch. Like, yeah. Jason, you got anything?
1: Yeah, just, like, like col- it colored. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like, any type of crazy grip tape, it makes you, uh... Unserious as a skater,
0: I yeah, think. I, I feel like it, like it takes you out of the moment or of the trick. You know, it's like I'm just thinking yeah. about how much I hate this guy's fucking grip tape. I I don't even know what trick he did because I'm just so mad about this grip tape. Yeah, yeah.
1: except for like, like shake shake junk grip is is fine.
0: Yeah, I mean at this point sure. it kind of like fades into the background. Yeah, yeah, I it, disagree. It's, so, it's
2: so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I can I cannot stand shake, shake junk grip. Maybe just because it's like everything about that brand just grates on my mind.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. The uh, like the wax. That's like a piece of fried chicken. Come on, bro. <laughs> it's that's, just, that's, that's genius. The, the chicken,
2: chicken wax,
0: wax is, is <laughs> very good.
2: <laughs> that's good, I guess. All right, but it's like I don't know. Just a green you know what it it plays out to be it's a green blob in the middle of the grip tape you know and somebody's doing flip tricks all right this this has been a long time you know held held close to the vest type thing spencer hamilton he's so good and he needs to quit skating the shake junk graphic grip just stop it spencer hamilton you're too good for that shit Oh, and then, and then there's the Instagram skater, and the dude rips, and he's at a park. Maybe he's doing a cool trick. And you're like, oh, God, why am I here again watching, like, Explore Page shit? And then they got, like, neon yellow. Not even neon green, but, like, neon yellow grip. Hard pass. Yeah, that's how, it. How,
1: how old, how old mm. is this guy? Like, like uh, 11?
2: No, nah, he's, like, 19, <laughs> and his... Outfits super expensive, and you don't know if he skates anywhere but that park.
1: Oh, oh, he's one of those guys. Yeah, I think I know. Is that is that yeah. the guy who, who skates like? Who's skating like some like really rare like dunks or whatever? And everyone was like, "Oh fuck, I, you know, can't believe he's skating those."
2: A lot of those dudes kind of have have that going on. <laughs> it might even it might even be like specials checkerboard yellow black grip. You gotta block these people, dude.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, that, you, that's you gotta, how like that's kind salt. You got to change. Your, you got to change your algorithm
2: or something. Yeah, I got. I got to get it back to just like the. Yeah, get it, make it sketchier
0: to be less sketchy. I, I don't quite know what I what that means, but uh, <laughs> I think I'm stoked on it. Nice. <laughs> Which brings us to the end of our show, where we talk about what we're stoked on. Jason, what are you stoked on this week?
1: Stoked on the venture truck company out of San Francisco, California. Also, out of San Francisco, California, is uh, the FTC skate shop. And I recently got the uh, Pier 7 video that they came out with, which uh, Brad Johnson made. It's a compilation of a shit ton of Pier 7 footage. Some you've seen before, some you haven't seen before, but it's all like re edited with new music and shit. It's uh, super tight if you're into that era. Actually, it's funny how, like, all these eras, like Pier 7 and Market Era, like, if like, four dudes weren't filming, like, hmm. we wouldn't see shit. Like, like, if Jake Rosenberg, Aaron Meza, and, like, Brad Johnson and Vic Nehara and Trevor Prescott, rest in peace, didn't film, like, you know what I mean? We wouldn't all this shit just be lost to the of time. I'll, I'll kind of trip out on that. So stoked on that. Also stoked on low part out of Brazil on the uh, Pocket Skate Mag website. I think Pocket Skate Mag is from Germany. Can anyone corroborate that or –
0: yeah, I can't quite figure out where they're from. I'm yeah, back it, though. They, yeah, cool. they, yeah.
1: There's some German at the bottom of the website. So, but yeah, this kid Leo Favar, is from Brazil, um, is like super fucking good. Wears really good pants. I gotta go down to Brazil on a pants mission because there, there is some <laughs> pants that are there that are like beyond in this part. They're beyond anything like beyond polar, beyond butter goods, whatever. But yeah, fucking Ripper. It's called Spiritualized. He skates to one Spiritualized song at the end. It's like when they're newer.
2: I got to check out that album. I haven't listened to Spiritualized in a while. Mike, what are you stoked on this week? I'm stoked on this week uh, the we Man profile in New York Times Magazine that was on the internet this past week, since you're listening on Sunday maybe and haven't seen it. Um, like I've admitted before that I'm a trans world-ass skater, and a lot of that jackass stuff, a lot of the Big Brother stuff, a lot of the ad infinitum, whatever those – Jackass dudes were doing like that stuff never really hit with me. But the Wee Man profile, um, I think maybe edited by our uh in house NYT skater Willie Staley. Like it's it's less about the jackass stuff and it's more about skating in California and just kind of like being able to do what you want to do. And it's a super charming read and it's a lot of fun. And I highly recommend you, uh, you try to track down the Wee Man profile in the New York Times Magazine. Hey, if you don't have a subscription, I've heard this works. <laughs> NYT. <laughs> Sorry. I'm laughing at Jason. Um, NYA. Shit. Now I can't even think of the website. Basically, after the dot .com and the URL, put a period and then the backslash, and it might get you around the payroll. I don't know. Templeton, what are you stoked on this?
0: I I'm stoked on Hacker Mike sharing, uh, sharing some insight uh, also <laughs> stoked on growing plants from seeds, I got some seeds for a mimosa plant for christmas that's the plant that if you touch it this the leaves like uh move anyway. I got some seeds for Christmas they're just sprouting now, very exciting. also oh, yeah. planted some tomatoes, so those are sprouting and you know it's just really a gratifying thing to plant a seed and then see the plant come up and then you know with the tomatoes this summer i'll be eating tomatoes from like one little seed that I put in the ground. So that's what I'm stoked on. Farmer yeah, Templeton. <laughs> yeah, Farmer Templeton over here. <laughs> Hacker Mike, <laughs> Farmer Temp. Adventure Jason. <laughs> that's oh, it for shoot. our show this week. Be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to things that we talked about and other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Mike, where can the people find you?
2: I'm on Twitter and Instagram with the same handle. I'm at Munz... Mons- Ooh, that's the first time i ever messed it up i'm at m munzenrider both twitter and instagram you guys still there i heard a weird sound on my headphones
0: yeah we're here we're just yep. reeling Check. from that uh that fumble
2: wow yeah edit that out if you need to but maybe the people gotta hear yeah my, i think it's gonna least professional moment ever on this podcast jason where can the people find you
1: on twitter at carbonite 1994 on instagram at frozen carbonite and writing stuff for quarter snacks.com templeton where can the people find you
0: you can find me on twitter at mostly skate and on instagram at mostly skateboarding we will see you guys next week later